Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. We have our Minnesota Pac-12 conference preview today, and it's awesome that we have Michael Story along for the ride. Hello, Michael. Gentlemen, thanks for having me back. Looking forward to another great podcast. And we have Jamie Zirk, the real Jay-Z, along with uh, us for the Pac-12 here as well. Thanks, Jamie. Hey, thanks for being back. We're going to go through the Pac-12 today, give you the win totals for the conference, give you our thoughts on to whether those are good overs or unders, kind of give you an idea of what the Pac-12 will look like, at least in our eyes, and uh, hopefully give you guys a chance to win some money betting on some of these teams, right, Wall? Of course, Woj. That's what we do. That's how we roll over here at WWCFB. We let the people know where to put their money so they can compound it and make more. All right, well, right off the bat, we're going to talk about Arizona. Uh, when we took our totals, there was a 2.5 uh, over-under, uh, which is low. <laughs> it's a bottom feeder. It's 2.5, but uh, they do have a tough schedule. Um, tough out of conference schedule, too, for the most part. They opened the season against BYU uh, on the 4th. Story, what are your thoughts uh, about Arizona? Well, there's a reason that this over-under is low this year. It's That is a program that has been languishing. And while I'm sure you've got some things to say about head coach, former head coach Kevin Sumlin, uh, the new head coach over there is Jed Fish. He does come from the uh, from the NFL. He's a former New England Patriots quarterbacks coach. But there's just a lot of rebuilding that needs to be done with this program. Terrible offense last year, the worst in the Pac-12. They also lost starting quarterback Grant Pinnell, who transferred to Memphis. Defense, worse in the conference as well, allowing almost 40 points a game last year. I don't think anything could be worse than the 0-5 season, our record last season, and that huge 70-7 to loss to Arizona State last year. But there's you need a lot of time to rebuild, and I see this going under. So uh, give me the plus 105 and the under. I don't think that they can get to three wins this year. Yeah, I'm with you, Story. I, just looking at schedule, it just doesn't look good, doesn't look friendly. Even though they do have some of their tougher games at home, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, they're just not as good of a football team as is these schools in the Pac-12. So, yeah, I would agree with you. I like the under on Arizona. Um, at, I, I, I can see maybe two wins, but I just don't see that third. Uh, Wall, what about you? Whoa, I'm throwing a party. Story referenced it, but Kevin Sumlin <laughs> is finally out of that program. I mean, what was going on there the past few years? How did he have a job? I'm taking the over. You know why I'm taking the over? Because someone's gone. They're 10 times better than they were for that fact. Two and a half. You only need three wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. They're not a great team. They're not going to beat Oregon. I'm sure they're going to beat Oregon. But they play Northern Arizona, San Diego State. Hey, they need a bounce back from that loss, that rep, that story reference. Seven to, seven to 70. Their rivals put up 70 on them. They need a bounce back. They need to come out hot. Take the over. You only need three. Jamie, what are your? Uh, what do you think? Two point five is is good for them? Bad for them? Do you think they'll reach that number? I mean, some good points. Well, <laughs> can't disagree with Wall that they've got to be going up from uh, someone being out of there. But it, it does look tough. I mean, where they're going to get those three wins from? Uh, I'm going up the under. I don't hate programs. I just hate coaches and I hate bad coaches. And and while you almost talked me into it over there, just because Kevin Sumlin's gone, might have to take out a principal. But I still think that with that schedule, there's no way they get to three wins. All right, let's move on. We got Arizona State eight and a half 
Um, the eight and a half, and they have a tough first game in the schedule, boys. They play Southern Utah Thunderbirds to start the season. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if most of you know who that is, but they play them on uh, September 2nd at 9.30 p.m. It's a night game um, for the Sun Devils. Well, well I'm excited what, about it. Story, what do you think about this? What yeah, do you think I'm, about Arizona's chances here? Eight and a half is a big number, but they Arizona are a program on the rise, I think, right? They, they really are. It's a, it's a good program. I like what Herm Edwards is doing over there. Uh, but there's a lot of noise around just the ancillary stuff related to the, the recruiting and, and the allegations of malpractice. And, and there's just going to be a lot of stuff kind of hanging over them. So Jaden Daniels, he's a good quarterback, but he's pretty inconsistent. So they need to have him be more consistent if they're going to have a, a chance to really take a step forward this year. They also have to play USC. And USC is probably going to be the tops in the division. They've got a stacked backfield, great defense. That's a tough That's a tough one. Eight and a half right there. I could see him getting to nine. But nine and three for Arizona State, that's tough. With everything going on outside of the actual on the field, I think you, I think you got to lean under. Give me the under eight and a half at minus 105. Save a little bit there. What about you, Real Jay-Z? What are your thoughts on the uh, on the Sun Devils this season? Yeah, I've been going back and forth. But, yeah, the story brought up kind of their off-field stuff could be a distraction. Um, they're also missing some of their talent. They've got young players coming at wide receiver to support Jane Daniels, who has been pretty solid over the last few years. Um, but I think just the other positions might not pick them up enough. And I, I think I'm going to go under here. I mean, they got Utah, USC, and Washington, which – are likely losses in my opinion. And then they just need to pick up another, maybe UCLA. BYU is obviously rebuilding this year, but you kind of never know what you're going to get there. Um, so I'm going to go under here. I, uh, I, I like Arizona state this year. I don't know if I like eight and a half. I think I would like eight better. Uh, just looking at the schedule and picking out wins. Um, story mentioned that USC game is going to be tough, but it is at home. Uh, for them so they have that option there that might be where they pick up that extra win Jaden Daniels is is solid I, I think he's going to be okay yeah story mentioned he's a little inconsistent um, but they have extra I mean this is this is a Herm Edwards offense here I mean their running back is Rashad, Rashad White and I don't know if you guys know him from last year but if you play DraftKings or any daily fantasy you probably did for the four games they played last year he absolutely destroyed uh, one of the better running backs uh, fantasy-wise as far as points go in just those four games. So he is a, a, a good running back. It's a Herm Edwards offense. We know what Herm Edwards stands for. It's that getting that run game going. So, uh, yeah, I guess it comes down to Jaden Daniels, like Story said, and the wide receivers that you know are essentially new. So we'll see what uh, what happens this year for the Sendels. I like them. I just don't like eight and a half. I like eight better. So if you can get it at eight, I would take uh, – I would take the over at eight. Well, well back up thinking? the bus. Back up the bus, Wood. You're okay, talking about these right. wide receivers. You're talking about these wide receivers. Let's talk about the tight end, baby. Jalen Conyers. I don't know who watched their spring game. This kid is a stud, Wood. He is absolute stud. 6'4", 234, big boy. I don't know if you saw the spring game. First play down. Well, it wasn't the first play down. A couple plays down. Boom. Strike. Right to him in the end zone. Transfer him from Oklahoma. They didn't know he'd play. He's playing now. He's going to take him. Although, I will say, Story mentioned they have a lot of troubles, right? If you're betting over-unders, be very sure what you're betting on. If you're betting conference champion, they can have that taken away from them this year before they actually play in that game. If you're betting to win the conference championship game, that's another story. 
So make sure you know what you're betting. I don't know on this one. Real Jay-Z says under. I'm taking under. Okay. Real taking the, the real JV advice. I like that. All right, let's move on. We got Cal at six and a half. Uh, I'm going to start off with the real JV on this one. Do you think Cal has what it takes to win even six games, Zerk? I, I had down six at best. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're just consistently, I mean, not high octane offense. They still have Chase Garbers there. I, I just haven't been impressed with them the last few years. They kind of make a mess of everything. They win those games they shouldn't, lose games they should win. They're just kind of all over and kind of that middle of the road. I, I'd go under. I thought I saw six, and I was kind of on the fence there. But at six and a half, I'm going under. Yeah, this is yeah, uh, Cal, yeah, Cal's go a good ahead, program. Story. Yeah, thanks. Well, uh, they've got uh, quite a few seniors coming back. Ten out of 16 seniors from last year are set to return this year, thanks to NCAA allowing another year of eligibility um, because of COVID last year. Chase Garbers, good quarterback. But this is kind of a stagnant offense, like the real Jay-Z mentioned. This is, they actually took a step back in, in 2020 versus 2019. Um, Bill Musgrave is there as the offensive coordinator, and he's just he's an okay play caller. But the defense is really what, what's the, the, the sticking point here. They have a ton of talent. Um, leading tackler, Kwoni Deng, I think is how you pronounce his name, come back, comes back as linebacker. But they're going to need you know, the offense to take a step forward. I don't see that happening. I really see this as a 6-6 six and six team. So at 6.5, the problem is that that is pricey at minus 145. You can get it at, at normal juice, 110, 115, minus 110. Um, I think that's a good bet. Otherwise, I think it's just too much to pay, and I'd stay away. Yeah, I mean, they're – their non-conference schedule is Nevada, TCU, and Sacramento State. So Sacramento State and Nevada are possible wins there. Uh, I'm not saying they could win uh, both of those games, but they're possible wins. TCU, that's a definite loss. And for the rest of the schedule, I just don't see it. Yeah, they play um, Arizona, who we already talked about, probably going to win that game. But uh, you have UCLA in there, who, I mean, that that's a 50-50 game in my mind. Um but, yeah, their offense is terrible. It hasn't been high-powered. I don't like Chase Gabbers. Uh, I do, definitely don't like six and a half, so I'm taking the under on this. Hey, I'm taking the under, too. I'm going to tell you, last year, this team, one in three, Woj. They have to win seven times the amount of games they won last year to cover this over. Seven times. I'm taking the under. I will say, look forward to that Oregon game. I don't know who remembers last year, but Cal, not a good team, as we just mentioned beat Oregon the last game of their season anyways to screw the Pac-12 and any shot of making the playoffs. So when it comes to that Oregon-Cal game, you watch out. Oregon's going to run them over. That's going to be a good game. Let's move on to UCLA. And this is sitting at seven. I'll start it off here uh, because I just talked about the Cal-UCLA, I guess 50-50. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to renege that. That, that that is not what's it's not 50 50 i think ucla has that easy uh i i do like ucla this year um i like their players but i just don't it seven seems like a push to me i i just seems like a push uh in my mind i think that's where i have them sitting at seven seven wins there's possibly that eighth, eighth one on there but i really like where, where they put them at seven so i i'm gonna say Stick away from UCLA. I'm not going to give an over and under. I'm going to say that's a push. Story, what do you think? Now we're getting into some some my my real 
fun times, right? Some Pac-12 after dark, UCLA, high-flying, fast-paced offense, Chip Kelly. When he took over as head coach there, it was kind of a muddling program, middling program, and, and he also struggled. But now they've got uh, quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who has really improved. He was not very good his first year, but he had a great year last year. I'm a believer in him. Um, he's also a dual-threat quarterback. He's got some legs. The guy can run. They've got probably the best receiving core in the Pac-12, led by Kyle Phillips. Um, it's at, at least among the best in the conference. I think this offense is finally in place. I see this them scoring a lot of points this year. They've got depth at uh, they've got depth at at at, at uh, running back. They've got uh, Britton Brown back at running back. Demetri Felton's off in the NFL. I think he's with the Browns now, but. In general, this is a great team, or I think it's not a great team, but it's a good team, good offense, and I think the defense is going to be able to keep them in enough games. I think going over seven and five, eight and four, probably. So yeah, I'd, I'd lean over on this. I, I'm really excited for what UCLA is going to put on the field this year. Real Jay Z, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I I like what you said there, story, but Woj, I kind of got to agree with you that it's it's looking more like it's going to be seven and five. I think at best. I mean, there's six games that they can lose pretty easily. LSU, ASU, uh, Washington, Oregon, Utah, and USC. I mean, that's six games that there's a decent chance that they're going to lose. I, I do agree they are up and coming. Chip Kelly's really getting things going. Um, I mean, they do have good things happening. They did get uh, is it Charbonnet in from Michigan, and I do know Wall has some thoughts, I'm guessing, on their tight end there. Um, so, I mean, they, they have been improving, and they're going in the right direction, but I just think the schedule might be a little tough to get to that eight and four, and at best you're really looking for a push. Yeah, I mean you have to win two two of those games that, that Zerk just mentioned, and I just don't see them winning two of those games. Maybe one of them, but I just don't see two. So, Wal, what did you have to say? I had to say I have nothing to say about this one, Zerk. You're wrong on that one. I'm gonna take the over for no reason other than picking a random over or under. Over next. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Colorado sitting at four and five. Real Jay-Z, start this one off for us. Yeah, four and a half. They've uh, they've got a tough schedule. <laughs> They're starting the season out of conference. Minnesota, Texas A&M, those are two tough games. Then in conference, they also play the five top teams, USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah, and UCLA. That's seven likely losses right there. Not to mention they're Quarterbacks out. They were in a quarterback battle, leading one way, and it sounds like he's going to be out for some time. So they're going to be going with a uh, redshirt freshman who's only played in one game. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the over. Um, yes, terrible non-conference schedule. They won't win. Maybe they beat Minnesota. They're not. They're not going to win many of those games, yeah. right? But I what? see. I okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Wall. But. Their running back can carry them to five wins, in my mind. Broussard, uh, one of the better backs in the country, if not the best. So uh, I'm going to say they're uh, they're going to win five games. And yeah, they have some new new faces on on offense, but he's still there. Alex Fortnot, another running back for them, who's solid. Dimitri Stanley, Brendan Rice, both wide receivers that have been there and have done that. So. I'm going to say Colorado five wins. Mm, I don't know if they can get there. I, I tend to lean with Zurich on this one. They, they uh, The Buffs had both 
bottom ranked, bottom half offense and defensive ranks last year in the conference, and they went four and two. So they got really lucky last year, I think. I, I don't see them being getting lucky again. Um, a lot of talent, but I don't know if they could put it all together. Like you said, uh, Zerk, they've got a they had a, a quarterback injury. Uh, JT Shroud, well, he's he could be coming back midway through the season, but as of right now, we're going with like you said, freshman quarterback Brandon Lewis. And I just don't know they can get to that four and a half wins. They, defense was really bad last year. They've got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, he hasn't called plays since 2012. They, they allowed nearly 32 points a game. Uh, and if they're giving up points, they're not going to be able to lean on Jarek Broussard, the running back, uh, in order to get them back into things. So I, I'm going to go. I'm going to shade under on this one. Hey, Doral head coach there for the second year this is the only thing that gives me a little bit of concern and the concern is i'm going under you know well i don't know what this guy's talking about he's high again saying some pac 12 team is going to go over there and beat a minnesota team no that's not going to happen well just not going to happen but Doral, my only concern he did have the program on good footing last year they went four and two they were one of the better pac 12 teams again it was a random off year this year though I don't know. We'll see if he can continue with it. If I had to pick, I'm obviously not going to. I'm not going to put real money on it, but I'm going to take the under like these guys, Woj. You're wrong. <laughs> You're okay. wrong. Okay. Okay. I'm wrong, but let's uh, let's move on to Oregon. Uh, Oregon's just been in the news lately. Uh, them and Oregon State, who we'll talk about next, uh, is the first of the Power Five schools to require vaccines for their teams. Um, so yeah, that's just one of those things that's, that might actually bode well for them in the season long struggle to get to the national championship, considering probably all the players would be good to play unless one of them obviously does contract COVID, but they'll be safer knowing that all of them are vaccinated and ready to go. But I know Jay's the real Jay Z is a big Oregon fan. So we're going to start off with him right here. Yeah, I think they also had news come out. I thought I heard they were going to be testing fans coming into the stadium, too, which was a first. Um, but, yeah, Oregon this year, the, the the biggest question they have is a quarterback, which usually is not the not the first place you want to start. But uh, it sounds like Ty Thompson is making a, a push as a redshirt freshman who was highly recruited coming in. And uh, it sounds like he just has a, a higher ceiling, as, a, as they like to say, than Anthony Brown, who did come in and, and play decent. He's more of a... Um, run option kind of guy. Um, but I think that's going to be the biggest thing they get over because they've got so much talent on offense, obviously, at running back with Verdell and Die, and then uh, Wall's guy, Dollars, if uh, he gets back from. It sounds like he's going to be out from the first uh, first part of the season, but he'll come in uh, fresh and run fast. <laughs> um, they've also got all the receivers coming back. So their offense, as long as they can get that quarterback figured out, shouldn't be a concern, but I I think they'll still be able to put up points regardless of who's back there. I'm so going you over. Taking, you taking the over on nine. Taking the over on nine. Absolutely. Okay, you heard it there first. Story, what are your thoughts? I, I love this program. I love watching Oregon play. They're, they're really a great uh, team. Uh, no, I, that comes with a caveat, right? I don't care for Joe Moorhead. He's your offensive coordinator. I think, he's a, I think he was a terrible head coach at Mississippi State. I think he's a terrible offensive coordinator. But they have so much talent. They've been able to recruit – an incredible amount of talent. I think there comes 15 or, or 16 out of the top offensive players are coming back. They've got great uh, defensive players coming back. I think four other five starting offensive linemen coming back. Kayvon Thibodeau is back to lead a group that should be better in 2020. He's their All-American defensive end. The, they were middle of the pack last year in points per game, but in the offense was a little bit better. 
but I, I think that this is just if there's too much talent, right? Um, now, Zerk, do you know is Ty Thompson going to be starting? Because last I heard, senior Anthony Brown is, is slated to, to start the first game, unless things have changed in the last week. It has shifted a little bit over their scrimmages. There, there's actually a report that out that uh, Anthony Brown was um, sitting for part of it or part of the practice um, to rest his arm, which seemed like a strange thing for a, a quarterback in the preseason. Um, but it, it's up in the air. The last thing uh, I believe Cristobal said was it is tight between the, the quarterbacks. Well, that's a, that's a quarterback competition to keep an eye on. I mean, senior Anthony Brown, um, he's not, like you said, he, he's more of a uh, – He's not really as much of a dynamic player that we're used to seeing with quarterback at Oregon. Um, I think the sooner they get to Ty Thompson, the better. But nine is just so many in this conference. Um, I don't know. I, I think I, I pass on this and just watch Oregon play some great games this year. I'm a big fan of where Oregon's going. Um, and I am a big fan of Anthony Brown, unlike you, Story. I do like Anthony Brown. But. It comes down to over under a nine, and that's not an easy task, especially when one of your non-conference games is against Ohio State, which Oregon's not going to beat Ohio State. Um, wow. It's at Ohio State. It's at Ooh. Ohio State. They're not doing that. So so here's, here's the deal. So they don't win that game. That means they have to win both at Washington and at Utah, okay? They have to win both of those games, basically, and then win out the rest of the schedule. So that's – that's not an easy task. So they're all of their hard games are on the road. Yeah, they're a good team, but they're going to, every team's going to have to get beat up at some point, right? Even a good team. Um, and I just don't see Oregon getting to that 10 win mark. This could be a push. I hope I'm wrong. Cause I do like Oregon, but I just don't see it. Well, what do you see? Oh, well, I'll agree with you. I mean, Oregon's going to lose to Ohio state. They're going to be getting two scores, Oregon, that is at least in that game. So that's a loss for them. But where I disagree with you, Woj, and I think about this a different way, I guess they have to lose two games in conference. You're talking about a pac 12 conference. They have to lose two games. This is a potential playoff team that has to lose two games in the pac 12 conference. I don't see it happening. Woj take the over. Okay. Take the over. All right, let's go on Oregon state. Uh, over under is sitting at five story. What are your thoughts? This is an easy one. This is this is one way under for me. I cannot believe that line set at five. Um, I, I don't see them getting to four wins this year, let alone five. There's just they're just a mediocre team, right? They're their bottom half in offense last year. They're bottom half in defense. They were one of the worst in yards per play last year. 106 net ranked nationally, 6.5 yards per play. Um, they've got a couple of good good players. Former South Carolina running back Deshaun Fenwick is there, and he's he's a pretty good running back. But uh, their quarterback is nothing to write home about. That's Tristan Gebbia. He's also injured, or he was injured. He had he had surgery um, late last year, and that was a hamstring surgery. So I don't know. I don't think they. Looking at, at what they have on, on both sides of the ball, I don't see them getting there. This I I go under on this. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the over on this either. I like the under. They have a tough non-conference schedule: Purdue, Hawaii, Idaho. Yeah, Idaho probably not, but Hawaii is nothing to gab about, and Purdue is going to beat them up pretty well. Um, and then they have to play a lot of tough of a competition on the road. Uh, you're playing at USC, for instance, at Colorado. Um, their game against Cal, which is one of those they could win, is at Cal. Uh, they do have 19 returning starters, so one of the more veteran teams in the Pac-12, but I just don't see them getting to five wins. I'd say four, four is a good number here, uh, but what do you think, the real Jay-Z? 
Yeah, I'm with you on the on the under there. They did have actually quarterback uh, come in from Colorado, uh, Neuer. I'm yeah, not sure again if that's a huge huge upgrade, but at least they've got somebody. If uh, oh, who was it? Gabby uh, can't play, so they got some experience back there. But again, I, I think under they lost Jamar Jefferson, who I mean single-handedly saved them at times. Um, yeah, uh, under here. Hey, under yeah. over five is the number. That's the number we're talking about. At that number, you're betting minus 125 on the under. I'm not betting minus 125 on the under. You know why? This is a sneaky team. I like to call them the sneaky beeves for short. I think this team maybe can pull it off, but I'm definitely not going to take, you know, the under at minus 125. I'm not going to put any money on it, but if I had to, I'd take the over. Just for a fact, you're getting good money plus 105. You know, pushes, we don't like those anyways, but it could happen either over, over or under. So give me the over for the for the line. All right, let's move on to my pick to click in the Pac-12 this year, which would be USC. Uh, USC's got a veteran crew coming back. Uh, lots of power on offense. Like, like in this, they picked up Ingram from uh, Texas, which was another big pickup. They have great wide receivers, great quarterback in Solvis. Their schedule is not that bad. Yes, they do have to play at Notre Dame on October 23rd. It's not one of those games where I don't think they can't go in there and win, though. Um, at eight and a half, I take the over easily here, especially this year with probably what I think is the best Pac-12 team uh, this year. Story? Yeah, I'm with you, Woj. I, I, eight and a half, that's low to me. I would take the over. I am really excited for this USC team. One of the best offenses in the Pac-12 by far. Uh, if not the the best, I mean, they're right up there with UCLA in terms of the uh, receiving core with Drake London and Brew McCoy. I'm really excited for some of these games this year. I mean, the one sticking point there is kind of the offensive line. It is a bit of a um, kind, of, kind of be leaky at times, but Keaton Slow is, is a dynamic enough quarterback that he can make plays uh, when things break down. So I, I, I'm really really kind of wondering what happens with Clay Helton this year if they don't get to the Pac-12, if they don't win the Pac-12 championship, right? He's probably on the hot seat. That USC uh, alumni, alumni group, they, they don't really, uh, those boosters, they don't accept a whole lot of uh, mediocrity. So if they're not going to win 10 games this year, I, I think Clay Helton's out. So he's coached for his job. Give me the over. It pains me a little bit to agree with you guys on the over there for USC. But uh, like you said, with that talent, and just their schedule. I mean, there's three and a half games they could potentially lose other than something going real something. It's uh, Notre Dame. They uh, do have their bye week. Arizona State. I think their schedule just – and then UC players were kind of thinking with it. But that's, that's four games, and they'd have to lose all of those. Uh, over. Hey, over. Ah, jump on the boat. Why not? Yeah easy enough there. I think that's the first one we've all agreed on. Well, let's see if we can't agree on Stanford. Stanford's sitting at four. Uh, all I have to say is Stanford is not a good team. They have a tough schedule. That's an under for me. Real Jay-Z, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you nailed it on the end there with a uh, tough schedule. I think it's eighth toughest in the country. Uh, yeah, tough schedule. Yeah, I'm going under here. I don't have a lot to say here. Yeah, there's a there's not a whole like you, there's not a whole lot of time for them to kind of ramp up either. They don't have time for a slow start with the schedule that they have. Um, I'm not even sure who's uh, going to be the the quarterback now that Davis Mills is in the NFL, and we might see a good amount of him uh, with the Houston Texans this year. I think Tanner McKee is slated to take over as a starter. Um, they've got a, a strong set of rec uh, receivers there. 
Uh, McKee, though, he's, what do you have, seven pass attempts last year, right? There's just, there's a whole lot of, I don't know, there's a whole lot of uh, kind of questions on both sides of the ball. The, the defense is concerning. I don't know. I can see this going under. Uh, at the same time, Stanford, you know, they're, they're uh, nothing but power five teams in the schedule. I think you think you got to go under here, um, especially the book begging well, to take the under at plus 100 over at fourth low. I don't know. I'm, pass can't make it can't can't pick this one well i have to pick it so i don't get a pass you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go over with them i'm gonna do it why not i i won't i hear what you're saying i did see that eighth toughest schedule in the nation but then you look at the schedule you're like what are you talking about eighth toughest schedule in the nation one they play in the pac-12 so you're telling me a pac-12 team that plays mostly pac-12 games has the eighth toughest schedule in the conference no 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 i don't see that they have that Notre Dame game at the end of the year. They're not going to win that. That's tough. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you got some down teams there playing. Oregon State we talked about. That's a down team. Arizona State, everybody loves them. I think this Stanford team is going to go to Arizona State and beat them. UCLA, wishy-washy team we talked about. Who knows? Kansas State, their biggest out-of-conference game, obviously, aside from Notre Dame. I don't know. I think they might win that game. Just, you know, David Shaw, he's he's got to win. So, I think that's the reason they might win it. I'm going to take the uh, over on four. Maybe get a push. But I'd take the over if I had to. Okay. All right. We got Utah at eight and a half. Uh, I am going to take the under. Charlie Brewer is a good quarterback. Decent decent enough. Can do some stuff. Uh, if he gets the job, they're still in some sort of quarterback competition over there. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's just eight and a half is way too much for Utah. Utah is a decent team, but they're going to get beat. They're going to have tough games against Oregon. Uh, it's just, I just don't see it. Story, what do you see? Yeah, I'm with you, Woj. Eight and a half is too much. I like Utah, but, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't really like just watching run, run, run. You know, I'm not so sure that Kyle Whittingham has it all figured out there. Um, they have a tremendous defense. There's no question about that. Uh, one of the best in the Pac-12, certainly. Uh, but they've got tough games. they got to go to USC. Uh, that's probably the game of the year uh, for the Pac-12. And then Oregon comes into town. So, it's it's the schedule allows them to kind of ramp up. I wouldn't be surprised if they're four and zero and and possibly ranked, um, you know maybe top twenty, top fifteen at that point. But the schedule doesn't know favors. I'm not so sure Charlie Brewer's the answer there at quarterback. Um, he was pretty good at Baylor, but uh, eight and a half is too much for me. I got to go under, especially because the over minus one forty. Uh, if you can get that lower, maybe. But plus one twenty, I'm taking the under here. Real Jay Z. Yeah, I actually disagree with you guys there, and I, I did see it lower. It was 120 earlier. I don't, I don't know if it's still there or not, but I actually do like the over. Good team. You've got Brewer coming in, who does have 36 career starts, has experience, can plug in and play right away. They got Kyle Whittingham coming into his 17th season, so you got to like that consistency. Their whole O-line is coming back. I mean, the three big games that are flags, obviously, are UC, Arizona State, and Oregon. But, yeah, I like the over. I think it's going to be a good team. They're always solid on defense as well. So, yeah, over. Hey, the reason that line moves, Eric, I put my bet in on Utah. That's what moved that line right there. Let me tell you, eight and a half, you got to take the over. I love how Story and the real Jay-Z were arguing about Kyle Whittingham. Personally, I'm going to take Jay-Z's side. I think Kyle Whittingham has this program figured out. They've been good the past few years, real good. I know I've taken a couple tickets on them for conference wins anyways in the past couple of years, also to win the conference outright. So this year, I'm going to go over nine. Give it to me, baby. I don't know that I take it on minus 140 at eight and a half, but I'm going to find that nine and go over nine. 
Okay, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about Washington at eight and five. Real Jay Z, what are your thoughts in Washington? You know, there's a lot of hype about Washington this year being the top team up north, taking taking Oregon out. I, I just don't know. I'm not sure about what talent they have. Lake's been pretty so-so at quarterback in the past. I mean, unless he makes a big step up this year, I mean, which could happen, but, but they really count on their defense to keep them in game. So uh, I don't know. It's hard not to take them over, though, as I say that, just with their schedule. They play Oregon, Arizona State, and I mean, other than that, they don't have a lot. I mean, I guess Michigan week two, but that's obviously a bit up in the air what's going on over there. Uh, so I, I take over more based on schedule than I think quality of team. I'm with you. I'm taking over based on schedule. Uh, they do have a great defense. Uh, we know they've had a good defense for years. Uh, they do have a pretty easy non-conference schedule other than Michigan, which could be a tight game, but I think their defense can carry them into that. They do have to, they do get, you know, their tough games at home, Arizona state and both Oregon, and that those 70,000 fans in their stadium can get pretty loud, and then they do really well at home. Uh, so they could make a ride for this. I'm going to say nine wins uh, for Washington. Story, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm right there with you guys. Nine wins seems about right. You know, Washington, not to belabor the point, but one of the best defenses in the country, uh, definitely in the Pac-12, you know, conference that's littered with terrible defenses. They certainly stand out amongst the pack. Um, they've got Ryan Bowman coming back, who's an incredible pass rusher. There's rumors that Zion Tuopo Fatui, who tore an Achilles tendon earlier this year, is expected to play at some point, which is just incredible when you consider the recovery time. So if he comes back sometime during the season, that defense is just going to be unbeatable. Um, you know, it all comes down to uh, their their offense. And, and can the offense make enough plays to, to win enough games? And I think they can. Right. Uh, Oregon comes into Washington. Well, you, you brought up that point. Um, they only played four games last year. Uh, is it enough to draw any conclusions from? I don't know, but uh, this is this is Jimmy Lake's second season as a head coach. It's going to feel like his first. I think there's just an, a, a ton of talent on this team, and Washington's always a perennial contender. Give me the over on that. Hey, minus 130, minus 140. What the heck is going on here? Just move that line. Get the hook off there. I don't know. I don't know what these books are doing. I hate taking minus 130 at over, so I'm not going to. I'm going to take the under on these guys, plus 110. I don't think Jimmy Lake can get it done. I think it was mentioned, a story that, you know, it's going to be really his first season there because he hadn't had much to say about last year. I'm just going to take the under. New coach, I don't know much about this program. Plus, I'm not going to take minus 130 over and Washington at nine. No way. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to Washington State. Uh, I like the push here. <laughs> I see six wins. Uh, there is, you know, they, maybe they could win one of those games that I don't see them winning. Uh, BYU being possibly one of them. Uh, that could be a 50-50 game. Um, might be a big game for the person that bets the over in this, but uh, I don't want to put any money down in Washington State personally. I think that's a push straight up. Yeah, hey, I think you're you're looking at a push. I think at best, actually, the, the pluses they just work out for them in their favor. They've got their two out of conference should be first two weeks wins, then USC and Utah, and then they get a reset after that with a bye. I'm sorry, they don't get a reset after that with a bye with Cal. It's not till later in the year, but their mindset with Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, then maybe BYU, they get at least a break in between some of those, which which is nice after likely getting 
beat USC and Utah. Um, but yeah, it's tough to find six wins in there. So yeah, un under for me. Well, Story? another uh, another year, another Washington State quarterback controversy or controversy, call it what you will. But we're still, you know, we're 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 eight days away from the season starting, and we still don't know who the starting quarterback is. I don't understand how this program gets through doing this. Um, whether it's Jared Guantano, whether it's uh, 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 who, who's the other guy, Cameron Cooper, I think the other guy's name is Jaden Delora. Obviously, um, we don't know, and I think it's going to hold them back. I don't, I don't think they're getting the six wins this year. I see this as a four-win, five-win team. I love watching this program, right? And I love how bad their defense is because they have to run that run-and-shoot attack, and it's great for fantasy. Max Borgie is incredible, and and whoever takes that starting job is going to be a great fantasy player. But when it comes to winning games in this conference, it's not enough. And they should be better than last year, but they were bad last year, right? They allowed almost 39 points a game last year. 90% of opponents' trips to the red zone resulted in a touchdown. There's just not enough to like on this team. Give me the under. Hey, Garantano, I think, I think Garantano is going to be the man story. I'm going to have to say, he comes over from Tennessee. I remember watching him at Tennessee. He was a good quarterback. I think that that's going to help him out as an experience. His ability to come in right away and play football is really going to help him out. So I think he will be the shot caller there, the man behind the center. But I'm going to have to take the under on Washington State. They're just a downtrending team. I mean, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I should say, we had some hopes for them. They're a good team. I mean, I remember watching game day, and game day was at Washington State for the first time in a long time, and they had a great team. I mean, great game. But ever since that point, it just seems like they've gone downhill. They got Rolovich over there now in his second year. He's got controversy arguing with people about not wearing a mask, not doing this, not doing that. I mean, you get a coach like that and he's asking his players, you got to understand these players in order for them to perform at the levels they perform at, they have to give a hundred percent more than that really, to be honest with you. And, you know, things like that, you're showing your team, you're not giving a hundred percent. I don't see his team following behind him. I think maybe we get another someone like situation where the players just, you know, it's not a good coach and the players are led down a bad path. So I'm going to take under six Washington state. I don't think they get there. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on the show. That ends for our Pac-12 preview um, story. Always awesome to have you. And, Jamie, thank you again. Hey, thanks for having me for the Pac-12, my favorite conference, Pac-12 after dark, my favorite time of Saturday. So let's uh, let's get some, let's win some money this year, guys. Thanks again. Let's go Pac-12 after dark. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>